Pass me that, will you? Careful. Sorry, sorry. Slipped. It's okay. Is there any point washing that? I, I don't think he can even lift it anymore. I'm not washing it for him. Well, we certainly don't need it. I'm not really washing it for us either. Sarah, we don't need all that shit. Why are you even... Look, we could at least take some things to sell. You can't work through the dark months again. We need everything we can... I you not to worry about that. <sighs> but of course I worry about it, Mo. This is our family we're talking about. I can't okay, just be... Okay, okay, whatever. I'm not... I'm, I'm not having this argument again. Just hurry up. Alright? I, I, I don't want to be here a second longer than we have to be. I think I had him sorting through bedding. Well, he's not going to find it smashing the walls up with that sodding ball, is he? So long as it keeps him occupied. I just don't like the noise, is all. Don't want him handling dishes, though. (laughs) God, no. We want something for your old man to eat off once we're gone. started on the basement because last time I was here it was an absolute fucking chuck me that Martin quick no 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 don't quickly just just chuck it here be careful get back get back there is nothing here for you nothing go What's going on? Look, they're, they're, they're gone. You all right? are just they're... setting a bad example for him oh, when you Sarah, go outside. I don't have the patience for this today. For them or for you harping on about it all fucking day. Let's, let's please just get this done so that we can get home. All right? All right. Oh, for fuck's sake. I thought you said he was out like a light. He was. I literally gave him twice what he takes a night. He shouldn't even be close to conscious for another eight hours. <sighs> Can't you give him some more? I mean, this this is already enough of a headache without him kicking off every ten minutes. I can't. It could kill him. Yeah. Mo, he's my dad. You all right, can't. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Timmy? Timmy? Can, can, can you come down, please? Sarah! What's going on? D- don't worry, Dad. Just lie back down. Tim? Tim, did you hear me? Coming. What are you doing? He's going to have to talk to your dad for a bit. 
Oh no, Mo! You know how much it upsets him to see his grandpa like that. He's only just started so, sleeping well, properly. It, it isn't going to be me, last time. is it? Right? We cannot. Make and it sure it, shit ain't okay? going to be you. So unless you've got any fucking tranquilizers in your bag, you. then the kid's going to have to man up and talk to the old bastard. Tim, we need you to speak to Grandpa for a bit, just for a little bit, honey. Just, just while we get the last few bits and pieces done. But, Mum, his mouth, it's just... I know, honey, I know, but we need you to be a big, brave boy like you were the other night, remember? Just go on into his room and sit with him for a bit. Let him tell you a story. But his stories are horrible, always. Is anyone there? Look, we won't be long, all right, sport? Just a few more things, and then we'll just we'll get the hell out of here. And you can watch TV during dinner, all right? How does that sound? Just for a little while? Yeah, just just for a little while. Okay, then. Ah, that's my little soldier. Such a brave little helper. Go on, then. Off you go. Okay. Uh, Hello, lad. Come to see your old grandpa, have you? Yes, grandpa. What are you cowering over there for? Come sit on me bed here. Get yourself comfy. I'm okay here, Grandpa. Ah. I'm a chair. <laughs> You're not the first to shy away from old Alan. Never mind, never mind. I suppose that father of yours sent you in here, eh? No. No? I came here because... I wanted a story. A, a story? Is it a story, do you know? Y- yes. Mm. <laughs> G- Grandpa? <laughs> oh, well, well, let me see a story. Hmm. Uh, have I ever told you about the time your grandpa helped to save the world? No, you haven't. <laughs> S- settle back in your precious chair then, boy, and let me paint you a picture. Absolutely everywhere. There weren't a single man who weren't talking about it. No single man, woman, or child who weren't obsessed. China is battling a new and rapidly spreading respiratory virus. The number of people infected has tripled to more than 200, and President Xi says it needs to be resolutely contained. We don't know, for example, yet whether people infected with this virus who have only mild illnesses can spread it. The latest UK case of coronavirus is the first to be contracted within the country rather than abroad. The World Health Organization says it will convene an emergency committee of what it calls the novel coronavirus. That will happen on Wednesday the 22nd of January. An invisible threat 
It was silent, untraceable. All you could do were hold your breath and pray. As outbreaks of the virus have multiplied around the globe, it's become clear that the economic disruption will be equally widespread. A million infected. Older people and those with underlying health problems are at greater risk. 100,000 dead. If we get a big outbreak of the new coronavirus here, then social distancing could help. And day by day, ever getting worse. Avoid shaking hands or other close contact. I'd only been working for the paper 12 months and most of that spent in the mailroom. But it were at that point that I got my first real chance to shine. Norris? Yes? Speak with you a moment, please. Of course, sir. Have a seat, Norris. Yes, sir. And um, please, it's Alan. Sit down, Norris. Yes, sir. Nasty business afoot. Terribly. Senseless, really. All of this death. I agree. Norris, you know what I'm going to ask Please you. don't, sir. My talents are much better Norris. served, I think. No it Norris, Norris. Your feelings about where your talents may or may not be better served are entirely irrelevant to the course of events which circumstances necessitate. Do you follow? Yes, sir. There's it's been another communication. From? Yes. When did it come in? Two days ago. Boys downstairs have been confirming the authenticity and Marcus has been scrubbing it for anything hidden. Nothing major on his end, but it seems to be genuine. Any information this time? You've a lot of questions for a man with no interest, Norris. One could be forgiven for assuming that you were more than a little afraid of meeting the chap. Not afraid, sir, no, just... I, I don't see why he talked to me. I'm better on the beat. Hmm. Yes, quite. Marcus? Yeah, M Marcus. Can you tell Finchley I'd like to speak to him? In here, five minutes. No, wait, sir, it's not that I don't Oh, want... Norris, do you want the job or not? I want it. Belay that, Marcus. No, thank you. Ordinarily, I wouldn't feel it prudent to impress upon you again the importance of what I'm asking, but I'm being entirely serious when I say that this sort of opportunity presents itself less frequently than Halley's Comet. Do you follow? I do, sir. This chap claims to have come from the very epicentre of the attempts to alleviate this mess, and despite our sincerest efforts, we have found precisely zero reasons to doubt that fact. But surely there's no way they'd allow a leak oh, of this Oh, Norris, you? you're seven lengths behind the field and we're entering the final furlong. You have neither the time nor the talent to question the veracity of this information. Better men than we have interrogated these messages, so ours is not to wonder why. Ours is to ask what. Do you follow? 
I follow, sir. Now listen closely, and if you remember nothing else, remember this. We cannot print so much as a single character without leverage. I trust you're familiar with your Archimedes, Norris. Perhaps not as intimately as I might like, sir. Well, there are two key things needed for a half-decent lever. One is a fulcrum, and the other is distance. Still a little opaque to me, sir. There is nothing less valuable than a silent source. Silence cannot accuse, silence cannot vouch, and silence cannot testify. A silent source is as much use to a newspaper as is hot piss to freshly spun candy floss, Norris. I take it you know candy floss, Norris. I, I do, sir. And I shall assume you also know piss. So I, I won't expect you back in this office if you've nothing in your pocket but silence and piss. Yes? Yes, sir. You're likely aware of the cliché matter of life and death. Of course. Well, simply put, this is a matter of death. <sighs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Am I in danger, sir? Wear a mask, Norris. Um, I think coronavirus kind of entered the public imagination in the same way described in that cheesy quote about falling asleep. I think it's a John Green quote. I remember seeing it all the time as a teen, um, some shit font set against a picture of a forest or the night sky. Um, the words reading, I fell in love the way you fall asleep, slowly and then all at once. I don't know what it is about that quote that the teens like so much. Um, I think it's far more a far more fitting quote to describe a ruthless and horrible virus spreading across the world. Um, so I became aware of coronavirus in the same way you might fall asleep, slowly, and then all at once. The slow part was the reports from other countries that were suffering, dribbling through with various levels of scepticism or fear or concern. Uh, my, fr my friend works in the civil service and she's always very switched on and she said from the get-go that it was going to get bad so I kind of knew um, and he did that, that warning. The all at once part then was when I drove into London to see her actually and, and she said she'd like to get a food shop in and would I help because she had a ton of stuff to get and I had a car. Um, we drove to the Big Asda in Clapham and... It was immediately completely different to the supermarkets back in rural Essex, where the stuff, the stiff upper, the stuff, uh, the stiff upper lip mentality was sure to reign supreme. Um, and this is indeed the case and was the case for the record. Uh, the Tories of Hockley ignored the pandemic as long as they could and then suddenly changed their minds, putting up signs and posters supporting the same NHS that not long ago they had put in jeopardy by voting for a political party determined to wreck it. Anyway, the Clappermaster. Uh, it was like all of the cinematic representations of an apocalyptic moment in time come together to inform the design of this one very bleak supermarket in South London. It was a perfect physical, real-world manifestation of the slow drip of information and an increasing level of discomfort with being outside, um, of the slow leaking of tweets and news stories, 
these anxieties were suddenly very violently uh, and intimately authenticated by the dystopian empty shelves of this enormous supermarket with no pasta or flour or anything. Um, So, yeah, that was all at once where we were like, fuck, fuck. Uh, We knew it was coming, but I guess now it's here. Yeah, all at once. And you're sure they're doing this deliberately? It's the centrepiece of the entire operation. Okay, but that being the case, how many people besides you would know about it? In total, maybe two dozen, including the architects. And you're the only defector? No, but I'm the only one still breathing. Why do you think they're doing it? Money. It's always money. What about power? Same thing. Power is just a means to get money, which is access to more power. And on and on and on like a great big Ouroboros of fat fucks dancing on our heads in tailor-made Winklebickers. But they were voted in. How do people ask for, for this? <laughs> Turkey's voting for Christmas, eh? Huh? It's as simple as that? Always is. Then what's the end game? <sighs> You're thinking about this like it's a movie, but there's no big showdown here. This plan doesn't end, it just gets subsumed into the next one. These plots stretch back for hundreds of years and they'll stretch on for another hundred years more. Okay, and if that's the case, then what's the point? Hmm? What can we do? Why have you even bothered coming to us? They're not really. Just felt wrong doing nothing. So this is the part where you ask me to go on record. You know I have to. Oh, I do. Yeah. But it's not happening. So you drag me out here for a, what, basement confessional? You tell your story, clear your conscience, but you're not going to help when it matters? I'm not the journalist. You're the journalist. You've got a story. You know that's not how it works, okay? Accusations of this magnitude, this, this scope, they have to come with names and dates and authority with credentials. Otherwise, this is just the lunatic speculation of a wannabe reporter. Perhaps. But I might just live to see the end of the season. And all the people deprived of that vaccine. Hmm? How about them? You got kids? A boy. He's two. And a little girl on the way. Married? Four years this December. How festive. Tell me about how you guys met. (sighs) Why do you care? Because there's nothing else you can offer me right now. And I need something. I can't give myself up like this for no return. Okay, but it doesn't matter how I met Donna. What difference does that make to you? It's just something. It's just something I get to keep. Something you have to give me. Look, it's up to you, but if you don't tell me, then you leave here with nothing. Okay, fine. I was um, fresh out of university, I guess, and working for this old lady who uh, hired me to write her memoirs. Someone famous? Oh, the exact opposite. (laughs) Go on. She was this mad old bat, bless her, who seemed to think that the gossip from her local book club was the sort of riveting content that could single-handedly save high street bookshops. (laughs) Those were long days, because her bungalow was always at least 30 degrees, and she 
she insisted I wear a suit to give proceedings a sense of uh, professionalism, I guess. Mm -hmm. She would warble on for hours and hours about grandchildren and septuagenarian affairs and roast potatoes and whatever, and I'd fashion it into something resembling a narrative. Anyway, she'd take her tablets at half four, and I'd be able to just escape to the pub at the bottom of her road. It was a quiet little place, and the girl behind the bar was always just very friendly. She'd listen to me complain about the old dear for hours on end, and eventually she was as well-versed in her life as I was. Time came, I'd walk into that place, and my pint would already be on the bar waiting for me. And that was Donna. Oh, no, Donna was the cop who nicked me driving home pissed one night. <laughs> I need you to uh, state your name and who you are for the record. My name is and I work, well, I used to work as a lead analyst for Briefly sum up for me what we've discussed so far. All right, so was the main British laboratory working on a cure for COVID-19, but we were constantly being hampered by interference from government officials. All of the results coming in from the labs were positive, hugely positive. And the reports I was sending upstairs were hopeful of a vaccine within months, weeks even. But the press releases from the... the one of the boys from the lab, um, he, he was the one who brought a lot of this to my attention. He, he actually tried to get it uh, in contact with another paper about it. But um, he, he told me he was meeting with someone uh, after work, but the next day he never... And which meant that someone from the cabinet was glossing over the science and the successful trials were being erased from the books. Now, I broke into the email system and from that I managed to discover that the main government liaison for us was... So ultimately, the man responsible for all this, the man whose monopoly over the entire operation has led to the loss of innocent lives, the man with the blood of millions on his hands is actually... Sorry to be a pain. Um... Could you go back to the bit about the turkeys? <laughs> Sorry, what? You were saying something earlier about turkeys voting, was it? For Christmas. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, 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 it's, an ex it's an expression. Tell me about that. Bingo. In those early days of lockdown, it really felt like we were on the precipice of some golden age of love and harmony, didn't it? I remember worrying about this and about the future both immediate and long term because the normality had suddenly dissipated. In some senses, it was like waking up to find the layout of your house had changed whilst you were sleeping. I spent the very early part of lockdown recovering from the virus and the physical toll it had taken on me. My normal pace now restricted by shortness of breath forced me to see the world differently and with hindsight, I found the cure to my anxiety in this. One morning, I sat in the garden, sipping away at coffee, staring into the distance. It was then I noticed, just on the tips of the trees, buds starting to form. The harsh, uncertain winter had receded, and spring, as it always had done, was finding new ways to bring life to the world. The virus, much like a harsh winter, too, will give way and life will begin again. It always has done, and to some degree it always will do. You and I will find a way.
that's how I got through it. Holding on to those words. You and I will find a way. No, 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 wait. Please, you can't. This is... But this could be the break I need. No, I understand, but I thought that's why we were meeting here. Look, why, why don't you come here and then we can we can just talk off the record, okay? Just just a, a chat. No, please. Fuck. Enrique. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm really sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to come and get me. Yeah, I know you just dropped me off, but he's he's not coming. I don't know. I think he got scared. Well, no, not of the rides, Enrique, of the interview. No, do you not remember anything we talked about on the way here? N yeah, I suppose the radio was, was kind of loud. Okay, don't worry about it. Just come and get me, and I, I promise I'll make it up to you. Okay, fine. Come, come inside. Yes, I've got some tokens. All right. All right, I'll see you in a bit. I am the Magnificent Charles, and I am here to give you a big taste of the future. Feed me one of your British Poundy coins, and I will tell you of the things that are to come. <sighs> Fuck it. Why not? It's future time, future time, time, future, future, it's time, future time. Chill. I have gazed through the cracks between dimensions and peepered into a time beyond our own to witness what old Mother Earth has in store for you, you big boy. What? Here is my advice. One should not fear the cold, for it does not change you. You change it. The... The cold? Wait, say that again. I am the Magnificent Charles, and I am here to give you a big taste of the future. Feed me one of your British Poundy coins, and I will tell you of the things that are to come. Okay, okay. Uh, hang on. It's future time, time, future time, future time, it's time, future time, future time. I have gazed through the cracks between dimensions and peepered into yes, a yes, time come beyond on. our own to witness what old Mother Earth has in store for you, you big boy. Here is my advice. When inspiration is needed, all people turn their heads skywards. But do they really look up? No, no, that's not right. Say the last thing. The one from before? I am the Magnificent Charles, and I am here to give you a big taste of the future. All right, all right. Feed me one of your British Poundy coins, and I... It's time, future, time, 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 future, future. I have gazed through the... Here is my advice. One must first conquer God, 
or else he remains Whoa. to judge. What are you on about, Magnificent Charles? I am the Magnificent yes, Charles, I know. and I gaze through the cracks. But here is my advice. When one man is pulled along mm -hmm. by a team, mm -hmm. who is the real leader? I am the Magnificent. I am Cutie Tidies, I am Cutie. Come on! Here is my advice. If the eyes do not see, oh, then the heart sake. must take a good look. What do you mean, you big freak? What do you mean? <sighs> Alan? Uh, Enrique! Alan, baby, why are you punching that robot? At my mum's house, there's a kind of atmosphere of lack of preparedness. If that's an atmosphere, I don't know. Um, Oblivious, perhaps, if you will. We're just not very punctual, prepared people as, as a family in that way. Um, in fact, we used to be late for school every single day. Um, and to top it off, my mum had one of those Citroens with hydropneumatic suspension, so we'd all pile into the car already 15 minutes late and then have to wait another five minutes for the car car suspension to rise before we could even set off. But then at my dad's house, my stepmom is like really prepared likes to do things before a big event months and months in advance um so that's kind of super efficient as an atmosphere an atmosphere of efficiency we actually went on a canal boat holiday once and i think they're supposed to be relaxing but we just had a spreadsheet of all the locks to hit and honestly i think i gained muscles from the from opening and closing all of those locks and I certainly didn't feel rested and rejuvenated at the end of that holiday um so it's kind of two polar opposites like my mum's and my dad's pulled by a team you see and that's just one of the things he told me what, what the robot Charles the, the the magnificent Charles he was helping me to see what I already knew right. like like this listen to this okay right people people turn their heads skywards but do they really look up I mean, uh, like it means is north. Oh. We don't really look up the map because because that's where he is. And, and by he, you, you mean? Yes, um, of course, it all fits. I knew that's what <laughs> was trying to tell me. Uh, did, didn't he mention something about a government conspiracy to deprive people of? of oh, the stop pulling the wool over your eyes, Enrique. Sorry. The government. It's just another actor in the play. Okay, the real power lies up north. That's why Charles told me to kill God. I, I, I mean, I, I really think they're just supposed to be like... This one, okay? About not fearing the cold. That's because it's the cold I'm as brave in order to reach Alan, him. Alan, dearest, I, I honestly think the machine were broken. <laughs> <laughs> Enrique. Would that it was simple as all that. But Charles, he helped me to... To understand, he, I know, Alan. he showed me that this thing, it, it's bigger than I knew. It's bigger than any of us knew. You heard him, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. Okay, <laughs> fine. If that's what you have to tell yourself, Enrique, then fine. I'm not going to change your mind and I... <sighs> yeah, I'm disappointed. You mean a lot to me. Bless you. And I hoped you'd, of anyone, that you'd, you'd get it. 
that I've got to do this, Enrique. I, I have to. Oh. I can't just let this one go, okay? All my life I've been... <sighs> I've been waiting. And I need you by my side. Oh, Alan. For the first time I can tell I am part of something bigger I've a chance to make a difference And I'll see that's what I do For the first time I can tell I've got my finger on the trigger And I know just what it is to be A part of making history But what I'm missing, pal Is you Upon the golden sands of Nicaragua You were strolling shirtless like a sun-drenched god And I thought, no, I knew That there'd been me and there'd been you But from the first time that I ever saw that smile I knew we could be us for a little while It's love It's not quite love it's a bond beyond compare This crazy bond that we both share And for the first time I'm aware It's really love Don't think it is It's bloody love We both have wives and we when came with you my life's peaceful like the dove Because it's love Three, my family was fractured, torn apart And there are some pains time could never mend When we made love that day Behind a rock on Redonda Bay I knew I'd fixed you, Alan, as your new boyfriend Oh, as my new best friend we share is never gonna end Because it's love It isn't love It's a glory not to strive but it's as dear, dear to me as life And even dearer than my wife It's really love Could it be love? It's bloody love What will my wife say? And if I tried you on You'd fit just like a glove It's ruddy love Won't you have helped me find a murder Santa Claus? The whole world will go crazy with applause With applause Because it's love Oh yeah, it's motherfucking love, Enrique How you doing, you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just in my room Cool, yeah, I'm in my room And we just, we just like, what, what, it's like, is everything alright? Uh, 
it's fine yeah it's been a long day of uh of editing so far and there's still still more to go of course there's always more to go i find um i've just done the you know the song you know the song we wrote yeah yeah so i've just i've just done up to there right like that's where i've got to and there's a bit right at the end you may remember i i did run it past you but i guess it sounds different when you hear it compared to like what we thought it'd be like in our heads if you see what i mean because he yeah, does yeah yeah, yeah yeah like when you like read a script or something and then when it's said aloud it, yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah it's, it's, it's actually exactly that it. it's exactly that but normally i guess it's stuff doesn't land i suppose sometimes or like a joke doesn't work it's just that this time i mean he does say he's gonna uh like find and murder um santa claus I, I, is that a bit do you think that's a little bit I mean, I think I did. I think I did say this at the mm. at the time. No, no, you raised it because because it it, I, it it's not so much that I think that that is is like taboo. No, no, it, you um, can say it. I think you could definitely do, you could definitely do a piece about about killing Santa. That's yeah, not, I'm not afraid to do that, but I, it's more the. Um, it's more the well, the real suddenness, I suppose, with which it, it yeah. becomes not just a part of the story, but the it becomes the story. So sure, yeah, and the whole the whole like COVID angle, it, it it just disappears. I think you're right because I was looking through the bits that I've still got on my to do list, and and almost, in fact, none of them do like mention it again after that. The whole yeah. the coronavirus it is but mostly Santa. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair to say, and because I made that like news intro and stuff, so yeah, yeah, and there wasn't there wasn't much, well, there wasn't anything there about about Christmas at all, let uh, alone yeah. Well, I guess there wasn't anything like it's kind of subtext, maybe. I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, it, it, was, it was January, right? And, like, January that's true. To, that's pretty festive. Sort of April, so there's, I suppose there's no reason they would, but it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean, what, it's already... It's like half eight. ...on Sunday. Yeah. If we have more time, I think... That, that I, I think it's a... I think it's not unfair to say that there is objectively a better way to, to kind of drip feed that plot in. Mm. I think we could have... We could have said more about... About, like, the virus as well, like, about lockdown and the experience. Maybe, like... Well, we could have said a lot more about that, and we, we definitely should have done that. Mm. I, I think possibly a note for the next week's show, whatever it is, is that... We should possibly, I don't know, if there's any like charities we can push or something, just to just to show that we we do we are aware that it is actually quite serious. Uh, are you saying like no no Christmas chat next episode probably? Um, yeah, I mean for for, for 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 August, I think we probably had our fill. Of that's that's fair. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, we're going in a minute. You got you got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right no no, no I, I can get back sorry, to it sorry. it's fine it's fine you you can head off I'll, I'll get back to editing this is um no this is good it's not i'm not it's not going to change anything but so just so, so I, I mean just so that yeah, just so i'm not totally surprised when i listen so he is he's, he's just gonna say in the song yeah he he says I'm it going to kill Santa. yeah he says it and there's a nice little like uh like a backing vocal for it as well just to like hammer it home as well, I guess, because right, okay. 
That's got to land. Like, it, it has to land. I mean, can, can, can we just do that? Um, I, I mean, no one's stopping us. You and I, we're gonna catch a plane We'll find this front door and kick it in Fucking kick it You go low and I'll go high We'll pull his beard and scratch his skin Because the fella makes me sick And Nick just gets on my wick He's a slave driving jolly face prick And he's got to go You can join in here He's got to go Oh, oh, oh He's got to go Go. It's just jingle bells. So what do you say, Enrique? You with me? Uh, I think I'm busy that day, Alan. I think my favourite memory of Christmas from when I was young was probably this Christmas. Um when we woke up in the morning, went to cook the food and realised that our oven was completely broken and it would not turn on. <laughs> and I just remember my mum panicking, being like, ah, how are we going to cook? And I was like 14 doing that volunteering you do for Duke of Edinburgh at the time and I volunteered at a nursery around the corner and I knew that they were away for Christmas. So we um, asked the woman that owned the nursery if we could go and use her oven. So on Christmas Day, we were running back and forth from our house to her house. It was an annoying distance that was too close to drive, but slightly too long to walk, carrying dishes of potatoes and a turkey, etc. So quite ridiculous. But we managed it and we cooked a whole roast dinner in someone else's, someone else's house and then walked it back to ours. Pretty impressive. Sir. Oh God! I really think I've got it this time. Oh God, I just need another week to, to take a quick trip. You know the deal, and then I reckon we'll be ready to publish the big scoop. Morris, how many times must we call the authorities before you see oh, this? But sir, this is the story of a lifetime. Yeah, Halley's comet and all that. I thought you was not anyone. Was, that was six months ago, man. Oh. Look, these stories take time, okay? You Six see, months ago, to, back when you were a decent to chap. To, to a novice, yes, but you are a hard-working man dedicated to writing stories and writing wrongs. Alas, uh, no am, more. Sir. sir, this one's a big one, okay? Probably the biggest scoop this paper's ever seen. Morris, you do not work for this paper. Not since that stunt you pulled with the tapes. I mean, to, I mean, to think of what happened to... Because of your sheer callousness, your, your your indifference to the plight of others, your just single-minded self-serving. I mean it. Then. Look, this one goes all the way to the top. A man is dead, Norris, because of you and your crackpot theories. A man is dead because he dared to give you the truth, and you played it to any lunatic dim enough to give you so much as the time of day. Now, look, like I say, I'm going to need uh, a couple thousand, maybe tops from the kitty to buy the tickets, but don't worry about accommodation well, because I can sort that myself. I've got a guy and I can kitty. sort out Expenses, like Norris, you are insane. Marcus, Mar have, you, have you called the police? I'm going to yeah. get him, sir. What? Santa, of course. 
You're a sick man. I'm yes. going to confront him about all this. Notice you're and not don't well. worry, I'll record the whole you're thing. Our comedies and all that, sir. And then live on film. Oh, I'm going to kill the silly Christ. cunt, putting an end to this once and for all. Just like the magnificent Charles said. Alan. Yes, sir? Go home. Go see your wife. Go see your children. And then I am begging you. Go see a doctor. I won't let you down, sir. It's strange how nobody really talks about what actually happened anymore. Just where they were and their responses to it. Um, I was quite young at the time, so my memories are a bit all over the place. Some are more vivid than others. Uh, some are more of just a gut feeling than an actual image or anything. Um, for example, I remember when our headmaster came into class at school and said that our parents were coming to collect us early. Um, we were all pretty excited, to be honest. You know, a bunch of six-year-olds getting to go home early. But uh, we had all just seen how we had to comfort Mrs. Harold, who was just, like, staring really, like, out of it, which was strange because she was usually fucking nuts. Um, I also remember later that day being at my nan's house and watching the news coverage with some family members. I don't quite remember who. Um, but yeah, I, it did strike me as odd that nan hadn't lit a cigarette for the whole time that we had been there, which, you know, she was a hardcore, like 40 a day kind of lady. Um, so that was strange. And most times I used to go around there, like the TV was on all the time, but just kind of like in the background. Um, but on this day, she just was glued to it in a way that like I never saw when she was watching Trisha or something. Um, so yeah, I guess that was kind of the strangest thing, that it was the adults who seemed the most confused. Out there, right, day after day, trying to make the best of it, and it's, it's never enough. Is it? It's just never fucking enough. I didn't for say you. that, Alan. No one's accusing you of not putting in the effort. It, it, it's just. It's just that what? <laughs> it's just that you wish you'd married some fucking office working no. prick with a nine to five and home cooked meals every night. And that, that's not me, Donna. Baby, I don't give a fuck about any of that. All I care about is you. We are on the same side. We used to be. We usually are, but this. this thing, Alan, it's. it's everything. I've worked for my whole goddamn life, okay? Do you understand that? Can you get that through your head? I, no, Alan, I, I don't think I can. Look, you knew this wouldn't be easy, okay? You knew what you signed up for. I knew what I... Are you fucking kidding me? I married a man who was driven, yes, to a fault maybe, who would disappear into the office for days at a time and forget birthdays and anniversaries, whatever. But but, but this, I, I, I can't... I, I, can't what, I can't pretend to be okay with it done anymore. You'll never believe in me. You, Enrique, you're just the same. Alan, what do you... I don't think I haven't don't heard you both whispering about me, trying to get me in here. I never liked you, you know. Not properly. Anything to say? 
You're what? Leaving. Sorry. Help. I'm fucking out with it, woman. Jesus. I'm done. Um, fa, my Charles. Charles, you're here too. Hello, Alan. Stanley, the editor from the paper I still work at. Not quite. Why am I here? Enough, just time for action. You're right. It's just that I am. You're right. But why me? Because we wrote you that way. Who are you? Enough questions, Alan. Okay. He said enough. Thanks, pal. Will you... Will you all be there with me? At the end. Alan, in a word, no. That's not our part to play. We do not stand by this project. Oh, I see. I come for magnificent shelves. Classic Charles. Hi then. Goodbye. Oh, before we go. Yes. Quick question. You bet. Why are you northern in the future? Wait, what? Yes, and uh, make sure he's submitted his union papers because HR are sticklers for that. Yep, thanks, Jingles. Night. Fuck me. Evening, Kringle. Who the fuck are you? I think you know who I am. Well, yes. You're Alan Norris, former investigative journalist for the <laughs> husband of Donna Norris, nay soprano, lover of Enrique Totopoulos, oh, and an ever-present on the naughty list since 96. So you've been expecting me? I figured you were coming. but can't say I knew it was this evening. And you know why I'm here? I know why you think you're here. <laughs> you're not going to undermine me with, with cheap tricks like that, old man. <laughs> oh, so there is something of a mind left in there after all. You're gaslighting me, Santa. You're a man who's come to kill Father Christmas, Alan. You don't need my help going mad. But I'm here, aren't I? I made it all the way here in spite of everyone turning their backs on me. Did they, Alan? Of course they did. None of them would even... None of them would what? Your whistleblower gave you everything because he took pity on you. 
Your best friend ferried you to and fro despite the fact you have your own car and are perfectly capable of driving yourself. Your newspaper kept you on the books for three months after you told them your lead source was a fortune-telling robot called the Magnificent Charles. Even your wife stuck by you, cooked your meals and raised your children all the while, holding down a full-time career of her own and caring for a husband whose mind was decaying before her eyes. It's not true. But you're here, eh? Well done, you. But where are you exactly? Where is here? It's the North Pole. It's Santa's grotto. It's your grotto. It's it now. And tell me, Alan, how did you get here? I, uh, I, I, you just, I just what? Walked? No, 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 no. I took a. Oh, um, maybe Enrique dropped you off. Of course not. No, I took a a a, a, a plane. Oh, a plane was it? And and which airport was that? North Pole Central, Grotto AX. You stupid man! I'm not stupid. I'm here, and I'm. You're here. nowhere, Alan, and you're nothing. Just a sad, mad, angry young man with all the talk, but not a single notable accomplishment to show for it. I, I tried. I tried, but it was. It was all so... So what? Cloudy? <laughs> yes. It was all just... It was too much. It was, it was far too much. I know. Come here, my boy. It was so hard. I know. Charles was so convincing. That bit was just me, I'm afraid, pal. He, he was literally a robot. No, no, no agency at all. Still, he... He confused me. He... I know. I know. I'm so sorry, Santa. It's okay. And to think... I was going to kill you. Oh, my boy. You still are. What? You need to kill me, Alan. No. Finish what you came here to do. Santa, uh, no, I can't. Put your hands around my big, jolly throat and throttle me, Alan. But... But... I I don't want to, Santa. You... It doesn't matter. We're not coming back, are we? No. I suppose not. Come on, Timmy. 
Is Grandpa going to be all right? Just grab your little bag and let's get in the car, OK? <coughs> OK, Mummy. Disgust me. Declan and I would just like to say thank you to our pals Emily, Babel, Becky, Anne-Louise and friend and flatmate Mark for contributing to the episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. for me the bare necessities of life will come to you
I think we got some good stuff.